is like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews at Movie Club. I'm John Burke. And with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are on our second episode of the month of May, this crazy year, 2020. Um, and our theme for the month is Mint in Box. These are movies that Corey or I own but have not seen. Thus, they are Mint in Box. Um, and this episode, we will be reviewing uh, the Jonathan Demme-directed Talking Heads concert film, Stop Making Sense, um, that is long since uh, should have been on Corey's watch list. Um, I actually recently watched this a few months ago, not really being a Talking Heads fan until seeing this uh, film um, and realizing how many of their songs I'd heard before. But before we get into that movie, we like to catch up, uh, see how we've been doing, and talk about what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. Corey, how's it going? You know, it's fine. Um, yeah. Fine's pretty good right now, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I... So I took four, I took off Friday last week and Monday this week because I already had them off. I canceled one of my days off because Shaking Ease was canceled, boo. But uh, rescheduled to October. We'll see how that ends up going. Um, probably not good. Yeah, I don't, I, Bill's like, I think they're going to cancel it. And he's probably right. I think, I don't know. Because, you know, Georgia, like, opened up everything. They're just like. Yeah. Here you go. Um, so I also uh, heard that uh, the governor or somebody of Florida told like the coroners not to uh, like keep track of coronavirus uh, coronavirus related deaths anymore. So I guess that we're just pretending nothing happened. Like that, I don't know. That um, sounds like a plan that Florida's would do. I don't know for sure if that's accurate or not, but uh, I have. They... I don't either. Well, I know on Monday, oh, pardon me, on Monday, um, we will have uh, barbershops reopening, which I don't care about, but other people do. And that's, of course, <laughs> uh, kind of scary um, because that is a very close proximity profession. Yeah. Uh, but he has extended the state of emergency for 60 days. That's the thing I don't get is like, if you're extending the state of emergency, why are we reopening? It's like that contradicts one another, I feel, but you know. Yeah, it's like one or the other. And of course, we have uh, a weird cold front going on. I woke up this morning, oh. it was 55 degrees outside um, in May. And, uh, you know, I made a joke on Twitter earlier. Um, I tweeted, uh, Did you see Serenity last year with uh, McConaughey and Anne Hathaway and um, Jason Clark? No. You, you would remember if you saw it. Um, that movie is crazy. It's it's very bad, and it is basically two different movies. But um, I made a very specific joke. You have to have seen the movie to get the joke. But it does feel like uh, the twist in Serenity is happening in real life right now, and um, the the murder hornets uh, are the next phase. And I saw <sighs> a, meme, a meme circulating earlier that inspired my joke was that uh, it was a, a bird with a shark head. And it was like uh, coming in June. And I was like, that's like a video game with like updates coming. And I was like, ooh, that reminds me of Serenity. Um, but yeah, so um, I've had today was a really productive day. Uh, we got a new couch. 
which made us get rid of our old couches. Um, now, in the past, whenever we've gotten rid of an old couch, we either gave it to like the care center or we gave it uh, – care center is a local like uh, charity thing for those not in the know. And or we would um, give it uh, to somebody else you know, who needed a couch. But these couches were given to us a few years ago, and they were already in kind of bad shape. And they our, – our animals only made them in worse shape. And after we uh, loaded them onto my truck, um, which was fun because uh, I am – strong enough now apparently to load a truck and love seat by myself uh <laughs> um okay. kathy helped a little bit but i was like no no i got it and i i did and uh um after i got them on the truck uh i was like these are kind of gross i don't want to bring them to the care center like i feel like they're too gross to drop off at the care center especially during a pandemic and i was like i just want to throw them away but we can't dump them in our our community's dumpster because it's it's a dumpster not a it's a compactor so it doesn't have a place to like dump furniture so I'm like, I think you can just take them to the landfill. Now, I'm 37. Never in my life have I actually gone to the landfill. So I call. What? Yeah, well, you know, like, do you, are you saying what, like, everybody does that? Or are you saying what, like, that's a thing? I don't know. I which... I mean, I don't know. When we moved out of our apartment, I got to the point where I was just like, throw everything away. And got it. kind of the same. We had to go take our washer and dryer to the landfill because. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never done it before. So I called to one, make sure they were open because I didn't know what like the pandemic would prevent or whatever. And they were. And I wanted, you know, I needed a price point. And it was, it was like minimum $10. I'm like, all right, it's probably just gonna be 10 bucks because these are, it's just a light couch and love seat. And uh, so I had no idea what I was getting into. So I was kind of like nervous about the whole like process. And I got there, it was, it's super cool and organized. And I was just like, I felt like an adult because it felt like a very adult thing. Like I'm going to run to the landfill and throw out my furniture instead of like dumping it randomly at a, you know, charitable distribu- distribution center or whatever. And um, so I did that. And then uh, after we went to that, we had to go to Lowe's because when we moved our love seat, we, well, we had a hardwood flooring put down. Um, I don't know, like three or four years ago. And um the guy didn't have a transition for our, from our kitchen to the hardwood flooring in the living room, but we've basically just covered it up with the love seat for the most part. And so with removing of the love seat, we needed to fix that. So I had to go to Lowe's to buy the transition, which I was going to install. Never installed anything like it before. I, I did that. I was very proud of myself for doing that. Uh, while I was doing that, Kathy was like cleaning Taylor's room and like, like they went through a bunch of Taylor's old clothes and were like putting stuff away. And for, I guess I didn't even know this, but a while ago, Taylor's, uh, bottom hinge on her closet door bent so the closet door would not shut uh, oh. i just i just thought she was lazy about closing her closet i had no clue. <laughs> like, no one told me anything um then kathy calls me in there hold the door because she was unscrewing the hinges she was like determined we're gonna like bent like unbend the hinge and we get the door down and i i hammer the hinge flat you know put it back up so now her door closes so like we fixed the closet door like None of this was planned. The only thing that was planned today was that we were getting our new couch and we had to get rid of the old couches. No plan on how to get rid of them or anything at the time. So all of that happened today. And then we did, you know, like we, I exercised still and we walked and I did some work stuff. Um, uh, our hibachi, uh, hibachi express is a, um, it's like a fast food version of hibachi, like Japanese hibachi steakhouse type stuff. Uh, I mean, a little more affordable and, um, they just reopened, and I'm really impressed with this restaurant. It's the main reason I want to talk about it. So we we put the order in, you know, carry out. We're gonna get it, bring it home, and have like they do uh, sushi too, which is actually like really good considering it's like, you know, fast food format as far as like presentation goes. But it's like really well made and, and 
uh, fresh. And they've been closed since the we were on lockdown. So this is like the first week this one has opened. So I put the order in. Taylor and I go to get it. When we get there, they have basically made pandemic mode order system, right? Like you walk in the restaurant and you only have like a two foot by two foot like little spot. They have framed out a uh, place. They've moved the register right by the, the door. They have a plexiglass window where you can talk through and I guess you can hand them the card, but I paid online so I didn't have to hand them a card. Then they have a like almost like a quarantine window delivery system. They open a door on their side, put it on like the, the table it shuts the door, and then I open a door on my side to get my food. Like, it is no-contact food delivery setup, and I was super impressed. Like, I'm like, y'all took the you, you took the month off, and you built a system so that when you reopened, you were keeping yourself and your customers safe, and the food was still perfect. So I was like, bravo. I am very impressed. That was our dinner tonight. And, uh, yeah, just made it. We had a really nice dinner, um, you know, because we get, like, hibachi, Kathy and I get hibachi chicken and, like, I usually don't get rice. I let myself have rice tonight, you know, whatever, but, uh, and vegetables and, um, Taylor gets sushi usually, which she did and she loved. Uh, we all get soup because their miso soup is really good. But Corey, have you ever had clear soup? No. My, my friend that I play magic with got me into clear soup and it is, it is amazing. It's like an onion broth, um, or something. I don't know. Uh, there's onion in it and there's mushrooms and they're like paper thin, like razor cut oh. mushrooms. I didn't know so that was good. called clear soup. At this restaurant, it is. And to my understanding, that is a common name for it. I do not know that. This is the only place I've ever had it. I love it, though. Like, I always got miso. He convinced me to try clear, and I have not gone back to miso because I just think clear is so good. Like, the broth is amazing. I had no idea that's what it's called. Okay. And it then, looks um, delicious. Yeah. And then I got an order of edamame. Which, oh, I love edamame. Uh, right. Uh, I'm the only one who ate any tonight. I was very sad. I'm like, what do you guys? Come on. Get in on this. This is what? good stuff. It, yeah it's delicious it is and i don't know they they kathy's always weird about the food like that taylor's usually more experimental but i guess she wasn't like she was just kind of like sushi is what i'm into right now but um but yeah that was it was a today that was all today too everything i just talked about was all today it was a busy freaking day but it was a good day again i feel very accomplished i didn't get to watch any movies today or anything like that but i did um, and the whole day i'm answering like texts and emails from students who have questions about this or whatever um trying to you know get them all together because we're winding down the school year all from home all distant learning uh, even like this week was teacher appreciation week and i had uh, a student adopted me uh there was a facebook group uh for teachers of polk county to like be adopted by people to like since we weren't going to be at the schools to get stuff like they could buy us little trinkets or whatever and so my student um dropped off like a care package uh at my doorstep, um, a 12-pack of my favorite soda, Coke Zero Cherry, or Cherry Coke Zero, however you want to say it. Um, and then, like, beef jerky and almonds, like, mostly keto-friendly snacks, even though I'm not fully on keto. I'm still, like, I, I definitely lean away from carbs more often. I did say I allowed myself rice tonight, but generally speaking, I lean away from carbs. Um, and uh, the huge bag of the Blue Diamond um, salt and vinegar oh. almonds, which are, like, my favorite I don't know if you've had the salt and vinegar or if you like salt and vinegar, but for me, it's yeah. like perfect. Um, and then uh, jalapeno beef jerky, which is, I'm a big, I, I'm really into spice. As I think people may, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen this week, I did the hot ones challenge that I've been uh, freaking out about for months. I finally got to do that this week and I, I crushed it, I think, um, for the most part. I'm impressed that you were able to find all of those hot sauces. 
Oh, uh, I, I, my, my, uh, former student. And now he's been a friend longer than he's been a student at this point. He's been out of school for like six years. Um, he, he's, he's the one who got me into the hot one stuff. He has, uh, you can order all the hot sauces. Uh, I'm not going to plug them, but there's a website you can, if you're into hot ones, they advertise it all the time. Um, and he's been collecting the sauces for the last couple of months. And he, this is the third time he's done the challenge. My first time doing the challenge. Um, he kind of is like the, the one who like hosts the challenges. So that's why he's done it three times. Cause he's not going to just host it. He's going to host it. Um, and uh, so this, because they, they opened up like the quarantine rules a little bit, they, you know, no small, nobody more than like five or 10 people, I think is the, the current suggestion. So we decided to, um, do the challenge this week. So he came over for dinner on Wednesday and, uh, Taylor, uh, did a few of the sauces. She did the first five. Um, Kathy did none of those. She just did the mild sauce at the wing place. We got our wings from, and then, uh, <laughs> he and I did our, our, all 10 sauces and, um, it was, uh, seven and eight are no joke. They are brutally painful. Nine is very hot and painful and not, uh, seven and eight I mentioned because they don't taste good. Uh, nine at least taste okay. Uh, 10 is really good, but definitely hot. Um, but yeah, is it was mustardy looking one. Yes. Uh, that's okay. the, uh, the last dab. And there is definitely mustard in that one. Um, the, there is a really good horseradish sauce, which was number oh. six. Um, but it's, it's not so good on wings, but it would be really good on like a burger or a, like a Reuben or even like if you got like Arby's. Um, yeah, it would be, it would be very good on a steak. Yeah. Cause it's a thick, like horseradishy sauce, but it's real good. It's, it's hot, but it's very tasty. It doesn't seem right on wings though at all. But, um, but that was a fun thing that we did. I did this week too. And then again, I got all those treats from my student and then, uh, our school had us, um, we got to do like a drive by lunch yesterday. Um, so like they, and normally we get like a lunch for the teachers because they knew we were like not going to be able to eat together. We were going to be bringing it home. They actually got us lunch for our families. Oh, that was um, nice. Right. It was super nice. And, uh, we had a choice of, um, from a, a local barbecue place or from uh, Panera, we had like a menu option we had to fill out and whatever. And so I got to drive by the school and, um, uh, see my bosses. And, uh, it was funny cause, um, I, I get a lot of, we didn't recognize you right now because I've lost a lot of weight and now I'm also wearing a mask when I'm like near people. Oh, yeah. So like, I just, I guess I just look different to everybody yeah, or you can't right. see my facial hair when I have the mask on. So, um, that's a very distinctive trait of, of a bald man. So say <laughs> generic bald man. No, yeah. So, um, my boss is like staring at the car. just like, Oh John, I didn't recognize you. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not sure why that is now, but I guess like, <laughs> um, it's it's always complimentary because it's like I, like oh you used to be so much fatter like oh that's right that's right a year ago I was a hundred pounds heavier that's right I forget um is today I I've ate bad I would say more often over the last month than I have for the last year because of quarantine and anxiety I am a stress eater so like I've been still like holding true to not eating bad but like I have caved or I've allowed a lot more concessions. Um, still working out every day, basically like six days out of seven. Um, and I started running, which is a lot of fun, which I never in a million years would have thought I would enjoy being a runner, but I'm slowly working my way into being a runner. Uh, but like today it was real bad with food. Um, the hibachi again, if I hadn't had the rice, but there was, there was some other stuff today, uh, including I had to pick up a movie. One of my students had a, uh, a, one of my movies from our classroom. And he, he was, he's graduating. So he didn't want to hold on to it. And he was like, what can I do? And I'm like, he works at the Dairy Queen, like right near my house. And I was like, well, I can just 
pick it up if you want. And I knew Kathy would want ice cream. So I was like, oh, we'll just get ice cream. But I didn't know the rest of the day was going to be bad on top of it. So it was just like, I shouldn't have ice cream, but I had ice cream. And it was very good. And I got the movie back. So a lot of, again, a lot of, a lot of stuff happened today, Corey. Today was a busy freaking day. It's been a busy week. Um, we're in pandemic still. It's, it's such a crazy world we're living in, everybody. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about what we've been watching, I guess, real fast. I don't have too many things. Um, do you have anything to, to add before we get into our movies? Uh, I thought that I, um, um, I just, um, I got a care package from my friend today who lives in Detroit oh. that I've been friends with 14, 21 years. I mean, we lost touch for a while, but, um, I love her very much and, she was born one day before me, guys. <laughs> ah. uh, I think that we were just destined to be good friends. But she sent me a care package of, like, really cool stuff from Third Man Records in Detroit. Um, mm. That was fun. And then I got – today was a very good mail day. Um, so Bill and I are mostly staying home. They opened up a lot of businesses in Idaho on Monday. But we don't really think that that was – I mean, it's hard because – Obviously, you don't want people to lose their businesses, their homes, not be able to pay their bills. But also, I think the reason why Idaho hasn't had such a big whatever of COVID-19 is because we have been social distancing so well. Um, And I just, I'm afraid that that's going to, you know. That's the irony is that people take the numbers like oh there's nothing to worry about it's like no there's exactly there's nothing to worry about because we're doing the right thing if we stop doing the right thing suddenly there's something to worry about again like we like that's Let's where there's this big disconnect put on our thinking caps for a minute um yeah exactly and i think that if like we're hearing about all these other states that are just opening like gung-ho full force 100 and it's it's gonna be so much harder if things get bad or worse than they were and then they have to shut down again you're gonna be even more mad like and yeah and the big concern will be of course hospitals and things like that too like that if they run out of space because there's a sudden increase in the numbers of people like there's so many reasons to not jump into it the way we're jumping back into it but yeah you know so i'm oh sorry go ahead oh Uh, i was gonna say hopefully herd immunity uh will will happen but it's when that happens that means other people are getting sick and dying and it's it's very very questionable and everyone acts like it's not a big deal because the numbers are low in some places but if it was someone close to you it would be Mm -hmm. a very big deal so stop looking at it as just you know a number i I don't like when people use the percentages because it's clearly they're trying to be dismissive it's like oh it's only one percent it's like yeah how many people is that how many yeah. people is that? And anyone dying from an illness like that in 2020, I think is, I don't know. I feel like, especially when a lot of it can probably be prevented, it's completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But I agree because, oh, go ahead. No, I was, we're just, we're so spoiled. We've, we've had, our, our generation has had a really simple life for the most part. Like, yes, there's, we had 9-11. 9-11 was super tragic. It was horrible. But it was mostly, you know, it affected the country, but mostly it was so isolated to that that one area, you know, but we've had 
you know, mostly financial like stability. Yes, there was a recession, but even that we bounced back from really quickly. We are so used to just being on top that I think this is so startling that we're 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 seeing us starting to just ignore it instead. Like, nah, nah, it's fine. It's like, no, it's really not. It really, really isn't fine, and we should be much more like cognizant of the fact that it's not fine. Like, we should be way more chill about like just doing the right things and not freaking out about it. Like, yes, I don't like this either, but I also no. don't want I don't want to know someone who died from COVID. Like, it's not that, worth it. So you yeah. can go to the mall, like right, and our malls reopen, but half of the stores shit, in it aren't. Tucky. Yeah, and that's like one of the like. I mean, Kathy's had to work this whole time, but you know, um, her her company has been really good about how like trying to to navigate what's happening. And I've seen some really cool stuff happen. Like I mentioned, the, the Hibachi Express is like set up. That's the second restaurant I've seen do something like that. Um, uh, and I, I think that's really cool that they're I mean, they're altering their their physical store to a degree. It's all temporary. It's like plywood and they didn't bother to paint it. It's it's there for now. But for now, it could be a year. It could be two years. You know, we don't know what this is going to look like. And I don't know. I, I This is obviously not a, a covid podcast, but it is affecting us and we can't help but talk about it. Nope. Um, um, I OK, good. Yeah, so I so I've been still buying a lot of stuff online because Bill and I just are really only going out for groceries or like if we really need some things like we went to Lowe's the other day, um, mm-hmm. but we're mostly staying home. Um, so I've been ordering a lot of my stuff and I bought the Crow graphic novel, oh. um, special edition. It came in today Very and cool. I'm pretty excited to read that because uh, I already said, but uh. I watched that Curse Films on The Crow, and oh, I've yeah. heard before, I have a friend who read the graphic novel and just said that it blew him away, and this was a long time ago, like 15 years ago, he told me that. Um, so, and then, um, yeah, and I'm almost done with my current book. I'm reading uh, The Lottery and Other Short Stories by Shirley Jackson, which... I just saw today that Elizabeth Moss is playing Shirley Jackson in a movie, and Elizabeth Moss is pretty great. Oh, I did see that. I didn't know who that was, but I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like her stories are very uneven, and I love short stories because I feel like they're such a – I don't even know what the correct word to use here is, but I know that they must be challenging, but I feel like also short attention span, guys. Um, But they just, like, end abruptly, but – one of her best stories is at the end of the book and I'm almost there. So I'm hoping, but I'm excited about the movie anyways, because of Elizabeth Moss. Um, I didn't even watch the trailer yet. And then, uh, and then I got a string of pearls in the mail today. So I just had a really good mail day. I don't know about you, but I love having fun mail. Um, yeah, I, I like getting stuff in the mail. It, I did get, um, I got, I bought shoes from Amazon, uh, running shoes. Last oh yeah. Week. And, uh, and I also, I had pre-ordered, months ago the uh pop vinyl for the child from the mandalorian oh yeah you know, baby yoda I, I i forgot and it came in last week and that was super exciting um and then this week uh they there's a bunch of other ones that they're doing now for the child and the pre-orders went on sale and i ordered all of them um <laughs> because he's so freaking adorable and i like pop vinyls. yeah i need i have so many pop vinyls it's getting ridiculous um but 
I couldn't help it, uh, so I did get, I got Baby Yoda eating the frog, Baby Yoda holding the uh, bowl of uh, soup, um, I think those are the ones I got, uh, Baby Yoda uh, looking sad, because that's one of the, um, that's the Target exclusive, he looks sad, and then uh, Baby Yoda in the little ride with the Mandalorian, and it's like a whole scene set. Um, oh, yeah, and they were all uh, the three regular ones were under ten dollars, and the uh, nice. uh, um, the Mandalorian one is usually a thirty dollar because it's a set, but it was on sale for twenty three with the pre order. So I was like, ah, you know what? Oh, nice. I'm not it's... really spending money right now because I'm not leaving the house much. So <laughs> right, I was like, how are people doing that? Because unfortunately, I look at stuff to buy on my phone all the time, and yeah. Oh my god, I just want to know how people are doing that, but. I've had to be very good with I'm I'm real bad with digital purchases like movies especially uh but even like with games like if games go on sale but well I might play that eventually and I have a back catalog of games that is ridiculous um and I, that's I've I've made a list and I'm trying to like I I just beat Horizon Zero Dawn um and that's nice. what I'm working towards uh like knocking off games that I own haven't beat um and that's I'm doing the same thing with movies and TV right now like stuff that I've really been wanting to watch and haven't gotten to or um stuff for shows uh for example i finished um dave last week uh i everyone needs to watch season one it's only season one right now but dave is amazing it is on hulu it's an fx show watch that show um it is not only is it very very funny if you don't mind raunchy humor it is raunchy humor for the most part um the rapper's name is little dicky and that is not a play on his name uh okay but um it's also one of the smartest shows that I've ever seen. And it does, uh, man, it, it's, it's so great. Um, and I was very happy to hear the slash film cast uh, reviewed it and they also raved about it. And I was like, okay, good. It's not just me and big tuna. Um, and then, uh, I started, I finally started the, what we do in the shadows TV series. Oh, um, I'm on episode. I just finished episode three, uh, and I'm very much enjoying it. It's, it is, uh, the first three episodes very pull from the movie a little bit, but then it's supposed to kind of do its own thing. Um, so is that that's an FX show too, right? Yes. Okay, how long are they keeping those shows on Hulu? Because there are a couple that I'm interested in and I haven't gotten to yet. I, I think that is now a permanent uh, relationship because Disney bought oh. Fox and Disney owns Hulu. So oh my god, I, they own everything. It's them or Google, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're the eventually. Um, okay. And then I I'm, I kind of just steered us into what we've been watching. So, oh, I um, I watched Emma, uh, which is a 2019 <gasps> film. Um, not Emma. You're thinking uh, E M M A. Period, which I did see already. I've actually With Anya, watched that. Taylor Taylor Joy. Joy. Yeah, my wife that. and I saw that in the theater a, f- a few months ago. This Jelly. is uh, Emma. E M A. It's a Pablo Lorraine film. Um, it stars uh, Mariana D. Oh boy, Girolama. Lama, I am saying that wrong. And Gail Garcia Bernal, Bernal who I am a big fan of. Um, it was a one night only thing on a uh, movie, uh, MUBI. Um, they did it on Friday night, and uh, it was like it's supposed to be in theaters, but um, I had not seen a Pablo Lorraine film, but he directed Jackie a few years ago with Natalie Portman and um, I think Escobar or Pablo Escobar, a movie about Pablo Escobar or something like that. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Neruda? It's something like that. It's. A, a leader that I should know, and I'm not pulling from my memory, but I've been meaning to watch one of his films. It's, it's a very uh, beautiful film visually. It's a uh, interesting film story wise, uh, but it it was it was a interesting watch to say the least. 
Um, I watched the new Netflix original film Extraction with Chris Hemsworth, uh, partly for BAMP, because we're going to be doing our month of April, and that's one of the big releases for April, since there's no theatrical releases. Um, watched uh, with my daughter, we watched Stop Making Sense uh, for this podcast, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Um, I watched the new HBO original film starring Hugh Jackman and um, Allison Janney and a few other people. Alex Wolf is in there. Uh, Geraldine Viss viswanathan who she is in uh blockers oh and it also has rafael casala in it which was really exciting because i'm a big rafael casal fan because blind spotting is amazing but uh bad education if i didn't say the name of the movie it's on hbo it's so worth your time watch that um cory and i rented the wretched which i liked and cory didn't and that's funny because i had no knowledge of that movie beforehand um i just watched uh rewatched 12 monkeys um the movie uh for bantpocalypse now uh episode that we'll be recording nope we recorded yesterday and um man i just said we will be recording something i recorded already and uh i man i don't know if you've ever seen 12 monkeys Corey, but i really like that movie a whole lot um brad pitt is crazy good in that movie and then uh also for bantpocalypse uh no sorry also for bamp um we were uh man matt Matt agreed to watch an indie film for the podcast that I then had to watch also. And it's real bad. Um, like it's real, real bad. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's called uh, this. I don't even know if I'm supposed to bleep it out when I say it, because the name of the movie has to be edited because it's bat shit bride. I don't know. I'm just going to say the name of the movie, uh, but it's it. The eye is an asterisk. So I don't know how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> if it's bat shit bride um, uh-huh. but uh it it felt very much like a hallmark movie um what yeah i can't say anything else with the name even... like that oh no i'm out of embargo the embargo ended today um so yeah it, it's not like a hallmark movie in terms of its themes necessarily in terms of its quality, quality. yeah, yeah it, it feels very much uh it's uh it's it's not great i fun, like surprisingly i did like um it's a rom-com kind of like uh, it's so bad but um i i felt like the lead actress was trying a little too hard but her, her husband or fiance whatever he's supposed to be i i did he's not a great actor but there was something about him that was very natural when everyone else felt like they were trying really really hard and i like that because i am i i'm definitely a fan of naturalistic or realistic feeling acting um and his performance felt the most like not acting like everyone else felt like they were acting real hard. Like they're like, we got to prove ourselves. It's like, calm it down. It just feels like you're trying too hard. But um, yeah, uh, not, it, it wasn't as bad as I initially thought though. Like the first five minutes, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can make it through this. And then by the end, I was like, fine. It's, it's not, it's not horrible. It's, it, there's, there's signs of quality there. It's, it's, I think the director's first work. So it's like, you know, give him a break. Um, hopefully this is just a sign of what could be. It's definitely, when I look back at some of the other first-time directors that I've gotten to know over time, this is nowhere near the level that I've seen in a, a capable. But again, not 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 as bad as some other movies I've seen. So it's still the. But uh, is there anything you've been watching, Corey? I'm sure. Uh, have you gone back to unsolved mysteries yet again? No, I'm still working on Daria. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. Um, and then. I watched The Wretched. Oh. I just feel like IFC Midnight keeps bamboozling me. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's See, how I, I feel. 
I've had a lot of luck with IFC films. Um, I've not watched all the horror, mind you, but and I, I don't know if I've seen any of the IFC Midnight's. Um, was Upgrade an IFC film? Um, I don't know. I'm because pretty upgrade. sure, though, that The Wind, I feel like The Wind was IFC. Yeah. Uh, IFC Midnight. And I just... I don't know. I just keep hearing all of this hype about these movies, and then I watch them, and I'm, and I'm like, guys, really? Like, uh, um, I guess I need to pay. I need to do more research on who's saying all of this. I don't really know. Um, and then I watched Blood Quantum, uh, Shutter Original, which was a zombie movie. Pretty. Mm. Um, I watched that and The Wretched the same day, and I liked Blood Quantum, and then didn't want like the wretched but um it's about native americans on a reservation uh and the zombie apocalypse starts and the native americans are it's not a spoiler i'm pretty sure they're um immune so just shows them like kind of dealing with it it was pretty interesting i liked it had some good gore and i just i am here for shutter (laughs) yeah i don't like love everything and I don't know. I'm really impressed with like the selection of movies. I think it's because it's like halfway to Halloween right now, but their um, library is so much bigger than usual. And I think, and like, you know, like quality movies, not just like, oh, this, you know, I don't know. Uh, but like they had like all the Friday the 13th movies on there, um, like well known stuff. Yeah. I need. To, I've I've only watched a couple of things from there. I've I've heard good things about the cult movies that you're watching, um. So I really want to try to watch that and uh, or what what is it called? Curse movies. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I I love that series so much, and I just wish that it was had more episodes. I understand why it doesn't, but it's so good. Um. All right. So that's what we've been watching. Um, we'll be right back uh, in just a moment, and we will be discussing the film of the week. Stop, m- stop making sense. And we are back. Stop making sense. Nineteen eighty-four. Jonathan Demme, who will later become an Academy Award-winning director uh, for *Silence of the Lambs*, one of the only horror films to be uh, nominated for Best Picture. Um, and I, I hope I'm right in that he won. I have not verified that. I feel like I'm right. Um, and if not, what a robbery, because he deserved it. Sounds the Lambs is amazing. But this concert movie, Stop Making Sense, uh, The Talking Heads, um, you're probably thinking, I've seen a concert film. I've seen, you've seen all of them. It's a band playing. How, how innovative can you get? Well, you've never dealt with Jonathan Demme and The Talking Heads, in my opinion. Uh, the description on IMDb says an innovative concert movie for the rock group, The Talking Heads. I don't feel like that's a fair description, calling them a rock group. I think they're much more than that. Um, has an 89 Metascore, 8.6 IMDb user score. Uh, it, there's no cast because it's technically a documentary, um, but it's not a documentary. It is straight up concert. There's no interviews with the band or anything like that. Um, it is them performing, but what a unique performance. Now, I have seen this once before, so this is my second time viewing. But I want to hear from Corey, uh, a fan of Talking Heads before this, right? Yeah. What did you think of your first time watching uh, Stop Making Sense? I want to save most of what I have to say for after spoilers, even though, I mean... I was like, I'm not sure I if don't there really is know a thing if with there spoilers. I don't really know if there are spoilers, but...
but um, I enjoyed it. Wow. And that's all I'm going to say. Wow, listeners, you heard it there first. <laughs> Corey has in- inundated you with so much uh, you can't possibly have processed it. In fact, I've gone back and edited it, so it, all it says is she enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I've cut out 20 minutes worth of a, a monologue uh, yes. that she did. Um, I'm so wordy. But, uh, you know, I uh, I will talk a little bit more. Um, I knew, like, I'd heard the name The Talking Heads never actively had listened to them as like i've never been like oh talking heads i have their album or anything like that never have i done that um i obviously know several of their songs not realizing it it was the talking heads in fact um to, to me they're like the fleetwood mac of alternative rock like okay that everybody has heard their stuff they just don't mm. realize that they've heard their stuff I'll vouch for that because I still could not tell you the name of a Fleetwood Mac song, but I know I've heard their songs. Um, yeah, I don't know what that one is. But, uh, for example, bringing down the, or sorry, burning down the house, I was convinced that that was Billy Joel forever, only because we didn't start the fire. For some reason, my brain had those John. two songs connected together. I know. I'm not All saying All songs I'm about right. fires ever? Billy Joel. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's my brain just compartmentalizes. <laughs> Billy Joel exclusively sings about fire. about fire. <laughs> yes, no. file that under F for fire, and Billy Joel is the singer. Get out um, of here. <laughs> so you know, uh, like Corey makes up bands. I just put songs yeah. to the wrong artist. It's yeah. how we do things. Um, but so like you know, and there's a lot of songs here um, that you that I you will recognize from either from movies or commercials. I am a little surprised at the number of commercials. The other thing I've I've learned since watching this document or this concert film a few months ago and now rewatching it, um, one that I really like the Talking Heads a lot, but also you see their influence on so many modern bands. Um, I recently decided to listen to The Killers, a band who I'd completely written off as not for me a long time ago. And I'd obviously heard a few of their like big commercial songs, but I had never listened to their stuff. I went under Corey's recommendation, I listened to the whole Samstown album, a freaking amazing album. Uh, but you hear the Talking Heads influence in their music, and I also feel that way with like the Strokes too. I think it's it's embedded in their in their style. Obviously, there's other influences, but I think you hear the Talking Heads. And um, uh, I, I keep wanting to call him David Lynch. His name is not David Lynch. David Lynch is the director. It's David Byrne. Um, David Byrne. Uh, and that's because oh, Burn Fire, new thing. That's oh my be, god, uh, get out of here! I need <laughs> you to stop. No more. But, the reason I keep, aside from the fact that David Lynch and David Byrne both have the name David, the same there is this w- weird artistry that they both kind of exhibit, like this unique, they're strange, odd quality. Yeah, and it, it, like you know that they are putting everything into their craft, even if you don't get it or you and, don't like it, you see the the dedication to what they're doing, and uh, there's something that's admirable about that for sure. And I love when weird people, like genuinely weird, I'm not talking about Lady Gaga, um get to do what they want to do and are able i don't know like it's sometimes people that you don't think would be famous with this output that they have and then they totally are and they click with way more people than you'd think yeah yeah love that and so uh, not being super familiar with this band um I would if everyone in the concert film is is an official member of the band. I'm not sure if they brought like like extra performers on for the show or whatnot, um, because it is a lot of people. Like when you when it boils down, because you have uh, 
what like one two three four looks like, like four people yeah I'm, i was gonna say about nine um which is slipknot level but they're not all playing instruments like two of them are backup singers um you have your bass player you have your drummer you have your extra guitar player david byrne plays and sings um you have a percussion uh yep. section that is outside of the drummer you have a synth player um you have another like a kind of synth slash keyboard piano thing going on um so that's one two three four five six seven eight nine. yeah i think nine um which is a lot and i don't know if that's all again official band members if they were brought in specially for this performance but that's where i i'm gonna set up the beginning of this movie for one if you have not seen it i don't think you can truly spoil it because it's, there's no plot um but it is a concert and so like maybe you, you don't want to know the set list or you don't want to know um the full like if anything surprising happens i don't really feel like anything surprising happens in the show it's it's an amazing performance but the thing that i guess that is surprising is it starts with one of their most iconic songs psycho killer mm-hmm. and um i i to, for me it's one of their most iconic songs maybe maybe i'm wrong but that's the song that i currently recognize as like their big song um but it starts with just david byrne and a, a freaking like boombox boombox i love that that is how it started and i feel like we should just talk about everything that we want to at this point so okay sorry so guys. before we say spoiler it it is i'm gonna do that you're okay. gonna get to say your thing but it's on prime um and the other thing i want to recommend is the uh blank check podcast with griffin and david covered the entire span of jonathan demi's uh filmography including stop making sense um, I love that episode, and they they are really big fans of this this movie. And I like to, um, you know, podcast isn't a competitive industry in my opinion because there's plenty of room for everyone to have a podcast, and everyone can listen to whatever they want whenever. Um, but blank check, I just really for me, if you like us, I feel like you'd like them um, probably more. Uh, but you know, so like I us. really don't leave us, but you can because you can have both. You don't have to give one up. Yeah. But. Um, I really recommend if you're not sure where to jump in, if you're going to watch this movie, there you go. You got two two entries right there. But um, all right, Corey, let's go. What, what do, let's give them the warning. Okay, guys, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. If there are any spoilers, you've been warned. So the the whole setup is that like we start with a empty stage it looks like they're in like a warehouse it doesn't even yes. look like a stage really and david Byrne comes on with the boombox and he starts playing he's acoustic guitar just him in this boombox for psycho killer and he he's in a suit uh that doesn't seem like something you would wear for a concert which he pulls off so so well and it becomes a joke which i guess is the twist um where the spoiler part comes in uh but um i have the whole set list in front of me um you know uh there is one what's the song um the bass player and the drummer are married did you know that no yeah I, no clue they've been married since the band formed in like the 70s they're still married now which is mm. amazing right so cool to hear a story like that you don't hear stories like that taylor actually discovered that because she got taylor i've if i've done anything right i've made her the same kind of dumb not dumb uh nerdy researcher so like it's never just this is the thing i'm doing this is like this is the thing i'm doing and let's go eight levels deeper and find out every (laughs) little bit um so she had she started digging it's like oh um the bass player is married to the drummer oh they did a side project and i forget the name of the band um 
Yes, and that they played one of their songs. And uh, when when David Burns down on stage, that's a Tom Tom Club song. Um, and I thought it was so cool though because, like, you there you get a sense that they are more than like they're above their egos. That he was willing to let a Tom Tom Club side project play in the middle of a talking heads, not just a show, but a concert documentary DVD directed by Jonathan Demi, like. Which, to be fair, Demi didn't have the quite the the pull that he does in the '90s at this time. But still, you know, like this is a big thing, and it's like there's. I, I feel like a lot of bands would have an ego, like no, this is a Us you know beginning to a, end. Yes, Talking Head show. This isn't a Tom Tom Club, and so I really like that that song in the performance as well. But I feel really ignorant, and I really do like the Talking Heads, but like I am, I don't. I don't know that much about them. Um, I am way more familiar with David Byrne. Um, He still releases music now. And I would suggest his album from a couple years ago, American Utopia, if you want a crazy, weird dance party. Love that album. Um, Mm. And I got to see him on that tour, um, which was super fun. So I don't like know everything about them. I did not know that the Tom Tom Club was related to the Talking Heads. I knew oh. the Tom Tom Club before I knew that I knew the Talking Heads, because my dad would listen to them, or at least I remember that song, "Genius of Love." Okay. So I didn't realize that when um, I was watching this, and then um, also when our mutual friend came to visit, he told me that I need the soundtrack because, like, the songs on this in this are the best versions of the song. Oh. Um, so I did buy it and I, I don't really, I don't re- really know how official of a release it is. I haven't like looked that far into it, but um, yeah, you know, the people at my local record store are really awesome. And they showed it to me a different version than we had looked at when he was here visiting. And so I listened to the album before I watched the movie the next day. Cause oh, okay. I, was doing chores and stuff around the house and i just feel like it the songs like that soundtrack means more to me and is better to me after watching it for sure the the performance is insanely good like i i love watching them you know do the whole show and i feel like so i've watched some concert films i'm not really that into them because i feel like it's just not an experience like being at a show i i i know that's obvious but like this one at first it seemed a little bit slow but then it just was a freaking party and yeah it was just so it was so in i was just like so into it well it's so unique to have a concert film where you don't have the whole band come out at the same time it it literally introduces the players like a like a movie like a plot um, you get David Byrne, and then you get the bass player whose name I do not know, um, but it, she's really good. You know, and, way way mouth. Uh, yes, and then you get the drummer. Um, he shows up, and it, the stage is actually being constructed behind him, like the set. Like things are happening. Like there's all of a sudden a riser is being put there, and then the drummer shows up, and then the the, the two side risers, and we get more people, and then it, the the backup singers, and then you get 
screens in the background, which I, I have to imagine at the time was not a common thing for concerts. Like now every concert has like L- LCD screens behind them because it's easy. But back then, like that was a big deal. I would, I think, I, I don't know, but I feel like it would have been a lot more expensive to do at that time. I, um, loved watching everything be built like that and Mm -hmm. just to think about like the choreography and everything that because if one person messes up there are like 20 other people around them you know that oh yeah it it was just like so impressive and it's not like they just have like one drum set they have all of these you know i didn't Mm -hmm. i'm not with all that stuff but um i was just very impressed with that and also something different about this than some of the other i feel like every other concert film that i've watched is there isn't any fluff they don't ever cut away from the music you don't get the band talking like you know how some of them like they'll like cut away and do like an Mm -hmm. interview or like talk to the people or talk to some fans or talk about the history of the band none of that junk it's just them playing from beginning to end he does like introduce the band i love when uh yeah. you know people in bands do that because you can't do it by yourself um so i just i really liked that too that you didn't have to like get back into it i guess yeah no i agree and the the one thing is from my understanding and this is i, I got from the blank check um this is all one show i think they did film um there's something maybe when he pushes play on the boombox that they film like in a separate room or something. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else is like from the show, which is one of the reasons why you see a lot of those cutaways on concert films is they don't film one concert. They film several the concerts best. and they, they cut the best nights um, together. And while that's fine, this, this is what makes this even more impressive is because this is one show and it's all like seamless basically. Like, and to be fair, uh, the camera work is really good for this too. Like they are on some really tight. Jonathan Demme's known for uh, close-ups of the character looking down the barrel of the camera. Like they're looking right at you. If if you the best example is the Hannibal and Clarice introduction scene when they meet each other for the first time, and it goes to close-ups where you're just looking at Hannibal, then you're just looking at Clarice, and they are looking right at you into your soul. Horrifying like type interaction. While they don't quite do the Demi uh, close-up here. He still he hits some really good close-ups when they're performing, and that's insane because David Byrne is a very mobile singer guitar player. Like that dude is bouncing around. Um, like some he's so happy. Like there's like sheer joy comes out of the screen when you watch him perform, especially in the later songs. Um, like there's a uh, the other guitar player too. Like he's dancing with the the backup singers, and they're like kind of like doing the same moves, and it's. Man, I just I, I love watching this. Like, um, my daughter was doing homework. Like, she was like, "Is it okay if I keep working while I while I watch?" I'm like, "Of course," but you know, I do want you to. I might like tell you to watch one song or whatever. And then, like halfway through, I saw her computer close, and that's a teenager closing a device to watch something. You know, it's not something that happens all the time. Now, to be fair, my kid has been conditioned more for that behavior for movies to to treat them with respect. But uh, this definitely pulled her in. And that's why I I just can't imagine anyone watching this and not being sucked in. Kathy also watched it with us, which I wasn't sure if she would or not. Um, and I don't know how she felt about the music overall, if she likes it like like Taylor and I have become fans. But she definitely was like watching the concert and was like involved. And, and we all sat there and watched this movie. I mean, and it's, it's just over an hour and 20 minutes, I think. 
Um, but man, what what a watch! I wish I could have been there, <laughs> even with all the cameras moving around and in the way, um, or just on that tour. Um, and there are so many things that are iconic from this. Like, I know that everyone has seen Kermit in the oversized suit from uh, the Muppets. Um, and I mean, I, I think that it's a video. I'm not even sure. I just know that image of him in the suit. And then also like him with the, uh, David Byrne, like with the lamp during the best song in the whole wide world ever. Mm-hmm. Like, and then just like dropping it and picking it up. I've seen that before too. Um, yeah. I feel like this is such a great set list. Oh, uh, yeah, it really is. And again, I don't know all the songs. Um, the ones that I recognize from like previous, like like Psycho Killer, which Psycho Killer was just used in the new Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot, oh. and it's used it's used pretty well. I gotta say, like it's it's a it's not a good movie, but that one scene is kind of worth the watch. Um, uh, obviously, burning down the house. Um, Take me to the river. Yes, take me to the river. What's the one about the um, once in a lifetime? Is that the one where it's like you might find yourself with a beautiful? Yep. Yeah, that song. Uh, they did uh, a Tom Hanks movie a couple of years ago where he goes to um, he goes to like Saudi Arabia or something for like uh, to sell land or a hotel to somebody. I cannot think of what the movie's called, but he finds out like he's dying while he's there. And like the commercial was him like doing the the lines from that song. Like you might find yourself with the beautiful. So like I had not, I didn't know it was talking heads then. I was like, Oh, that's like, that's a cool song. Um, and Tom Hanks is saying it. So it's even cooler, but yeah, uh, it's just, wow. It's super good. Yeah. I agree. And I love the soundtrack even more now. I don't know. I have had this movie for oh a couple years. Yeah, and it's a good one to finally check off. Yeah, and what I was getting confused is David Byrne. I think he has one movie that he has directed. Don't quote me on that, but it's called True Stories. I'm pretty sure that was directed by David Byrne, and it's the one that I have on Criterion. Okay, um, is that a concert film or like a movie movie? I think it's a movie movie. It's a musical satirical comedy film. Has okay. John Goodman in it. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, and the majority of the film's music is supplied by Talking Heads. And like I've seen, like I've seen clips What's from this. Uh, True Stories. Okay, that's from '86. Even. Wow. So it's two years after this movie. Has pretty good reviews. I should well, check I, it off my list. I, I, I want to watch this at some point now, too. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, this is the thing about doing this as a episode is there isn't a whole lot to say. Um, because it is, you know, there's no, like, plot and we don't have any real issues with anything. Um, it, it's great. Uh, the music's great. The performances are great. I love how we watch the stage kind of become the band like how it's gradually introduced it's not just everybody at once um i again i love the vibe like it does feel like they are genuinely into what they're doing and i I like that i like seeing artists like happy that they're doing this thing not just like oh we have to do it because we signed a contract like they seem genuinely like 
look what I wrote. Look what we did. Look what we look at the performance. We enjoy playing these songs. Um, and that's the thing I, I, I've grown to really like about them is I like there's a sense of humor and fun in their music, but there's also like you can tell there's some like substance there. It's not just silly or, or anything like that. And it's um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to listen to that David Byrne album you just talked about the uh, something Utopia American, American Utopia. Utopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just added that to my library. And I also uh, I looked up and I have the option for the Stop Making Sense soundtrack. So I'm going to cycle through that um, sometimes just the, the, the soundtrack to the movie. Because the movie's great. I've watched it twice in, like, a few months, and I enjoyed both viewings very, very much, so. And I just think that, like, he put so much into his stage, like, into his shows that it's amazing. Like, I don't know. Um, He did American Utopia. He toured for it, and then he, um, it's on, it went on Broadway, and I think that they were... Yeah, so I don't and like if you can watch any clips from that tour, it's so fun because all of his band members are like wearing their instruments. Like I think even the keyboards, the drums and stuff. So everyone is mobile. Everyone is like and it's what? like a big, yeah. I mean, it's not like a whole drums drum kit, but yeah. It's like one I think that there were like multiple people wearing a single drum. It was a couple years ago, but everyone on stage was mobile and it was just so choreographed and so impressive. I have no rhythm everyone. So I can really, I just really appreciate that stuff about people. Man. Um, I forgot what movie did I tell you? I need you to watch because there's a joke that you're going to really get. I don't know. Man, I, I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh wait, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can see the person. Oh, Little Monsters. You need to watch that, like, ASAP. So I can, I want, I really want, I'm, like, ready to tell you the joke, but I don't want to ruin it, so. Oh, God. Okay. But, um, I think that's it for this episode, uh, listeners. Um, Stop Making Sense, again, is on Prime right now. You can watch. Uh, it is not Criterion, although I don't know how it's not. Like, it totally right. should be on the Criterion. Um, I do think it has a, it has a Blu-ray out there, though, that you can get that's high quality. It's not like it's bad print or anything, but um we will be back with our mint in box episode which i'm very excited uh because we're going to be watching a um the host uh not and this one needs to be clarified because there are two movies called the host we are watching i believe it is a south korean film the host that we are watching from 2006 uh directed by um bong joon ho the academy award-winning director from parasite from last year uh this movie the host is from 2006 um, it is not the one with uh, I don't think it's Jennifer Lawrence, but it is. It's Stephanie Meyer, I think, the one who wrote Twilight. I think oh, did. The, oh, it's Saoirse Ronan. That's who's in it. Um, Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan's Ronan. in it. Yeah, it's supposed to be real bad. Uh, it has a thirty-five Metascore. That's the twenty thirteen one. Don't watch that one. We are watching the two thousand and six one um, that has a eighty-five Metascore. I'm very excited about this. The premise says a monster emerges from uh, Souls Han River and begins attacking people. One victim loving one victim's loving family does what it can to rescue her from its clutches. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this. 
Uh, I love Snowpiercer. I love Parasite. So I'm looking forward to checking off some of his other movies. And I've had this for a while. I think I bought this uh, back in like 20... Well, not when I worked at FYE, but I bought it from FYE uh, before they closed. So I've had it for a while. Been meaning to, to get to it. So Mint in Box seems like the right time um, to check it off the list, given that Bong Joon-ho is very much in the forefront of my thoughts right now as far as filmmakers. Um, so that's our next episode. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews. Uh, that is B-E-R-K Reviews on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Letterbox.com, which is a website I keep encouraging everybody to use uh, if, if you like movies enough to listen to a movie podcast. And Corey, where can they follow you? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And um, I'm also on TikTok now at Burke Reviews. So, you know, I made one today with um, because you know the police song, uh, uh, "Don't Stand So Close to Me." Yes, it's like the perfect COVID nineteen song. And I don't know if uh. I. I I, we were at Lowe's and I heard it. I think it was Lowe's and I heard it playing. I was like, Such a good that's, song. that's, that's so perfect for what's happening right now. <laughs> they should play um, nothing but songs like that. You're right. Like, uh, so yeah, that is the social distancing song that we need right now. <laughs> um, so I made a little TikTok of me, like just giving stern looks and then like shooing people away, uh, to that song. So I don't know how often I'm going to TikTok, but you know, I did. Why not? Um, in the meantime, folks, please, social distance stay safe and until the next time we do this keep watching movies this has been a burke reviews podcast burke reviews.com